0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen.
1: Hello and welcome to the show tonight. I'm so glad you chose to join us. Tonight the topic is from pain to desire to your soul's true journey and our guest tonight is Shayna James. It's uh the the whole notion of a soul's true journey is I think something that's going to come into the the mainstream more and more. I mean, right now um we're in the middle of this uh Uh, pandemic, um, if you will, the the global upheaval, if you will, and a lot of people's lives are getting turned on its head. And I think from that, out of that, perhaps, people are going to connect with a much deeper um, desire, if you will, that their heart and their soul have for their life a much deeper um, vision of what might be, and uh, on the show, we've talked so many times about the the power of the human persona, the power of the human um genome or whatever you a human being, me a human being, and certainly the heart of humanity is hungry for a new a new paradigm a new story a new vision of what the future might be the heart of humanity um is hungry for a a more genuine a more authentic uh, representation of of our human potential not only our potential but to fulfill that potential and and the the culture the society the um environment that we create for ourselves um, in the future, I think is also getting turned on its head. And what I really like about um, talking about the the soul's true journey, um, it I think the measuring stick of what a, a human persona can accomplish is is getting turned on its head. I mean, what if what if Leonardo da Vinci had 3D printing, where he could come up with an idea and and print it that same day and try it out, and then go back and have a new idea, or perhaps um, if Jesus had Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, or a YouTube channel, or something where um, um, the, the compassion he had for humanity could be um, realized or shared globally, instantaneously. If you look at the environment that we're in now, um, um, in these times. Um, you don't have to go back very far in in human history just a few hundred years and we're we're riding around in wagons being drawn by horses and and yet you blink you blink your eyes and you know you can pull your phone out and call anybody on the planet pretty much instantaneously you can query the internet for a question and have it answered instantaneously and the reason I bring this up is the soil is fertile. I mean, thrust in your sickle, there's, there's so much raw potential of what might be. There's so much raw potential of where humanity could go. There's so much raw potential about what we could create for ourselves. But if we all wring our hands and, and sit in our homes uh, racked with fear and anxiety towards the future, none of that potential will come to fruition. None of that potential will actually be realized. It's true, our human persona, zero times in our history has a glowing orb come down from the heavens and silenced the guns in a war. Zero times has some glowing deity waved a wand and turned the slums into palaces. We're given fierce freedom. We're given fierce freedom on this planet. And we can we can devastate ourselves or we can exalt or um, um, create a, a heaven on earth. And, and all those potentials exist. But it's the human persona deciding it, desiring it and then actually engaging it and fulfilling it. It's the human persona that's going to decide if this will happen or not. And what I really like about tonight's episode is we're going to talk about how we bump up against um, difficulty, resistance. We're going to bump up against our own barriers, our own personal barriers where do we get in our own way where do we slow down where do we distract ourselves where do we disconnect from our own from our own deeper desire where does that happen how does that happen and uh i think tonight's guest is is spot on for a conversation like this um Again, the topic tonight is from pain to desire to your soul's true journey. And I guess and our guest tonight is Shayna James. For 15 years, Shayna has coached more than a thousand people to step into leadership, grow businesses, find love, rekindle spark, Create a legacy. I like that one. Increase their impact and become more personally inspired and fulfilled. Shana has a master's in psychology and 15 years facilitating workshops on authenticity and communication. Beautiful. Shayna has started multiple business and helped hundreds of entrepreneurs start their own. Her deep spiritual practices add support for stuck spots. I love that. Where do we get stuck? Stuck spots in your career, love, and sex life, and soul purpose. She loves working with people who are sensitive and seek deeper understanding of life and love. You can learn more about Shana at shanajamescoaching.com. And join me in welcoming Shana to the show. Welcome to the show, Shana.
2: Thank you. Happy to be here.
1: You know, um, when I looked at your uh, material online, um, Mm -hmm. it really struck me that, um, I mean, you work with um what i think is a really powerful um substance and that's human potential human mm-hmm. con- human consciousness mm-hmm. and what in- intrigued me about your your the work that you do is is you look for the bigger picture the bigger potential that you see with your clients mm-hmm. and um uh, not not everybody does that. I mean, can, can you take a step back and and share some insights with our audience so we get an idea of kind of your journey and your, your perspective?
2: So interesting. I'm like, really? Not everybody does that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do they do then? I mean, what else is there, really, that... Um I don't know. You know, it's funny hearing you say that. I just go back to my childhood home, watching my parents fight over taking out the garbage and thinking, A, they're not fighting about what they think they're fighting about. Right. And B, there's got to be more than this. There's got to be a way that we as human beings can truly be connected and also stay alive ourselves. Um so I don't know, I think from a young age, I've had this hopefulness and this sense of possibility while simultaneously looking around and being like, what are we doing?
0: Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Why is this so painful? I mean, there's just so much, so much pain in attempting to actually connect and relate to each other. So um, I don't know, you tell me where you want me to go with, with my journey. <laughs>
1: well, you know, um, it, it for me. I mean, I've interviewed hundreds of people, and mm-hmm. and uh, it seems like there's a, a plateau, if you will, of of comfort or whatnot. Like people mm-hmm. will come out of alcoholism, and and that's a wonderful, wonderful thing.
0: Yeah. But as
1: soon as they get back up on their feet, they kind of stop.
0: Oh. You
1: know, it, it's it's. Uh, uh, I like the metaphor of a bicycle Mm -hmm. because um, so many radio interviews that I do are healing modalities. And please, God, yes, let us heal ourselves. Yeah, yeah. But that's like fixing a bike. When you're healing yourself, you're putting yourself back together,
0: Mm. And
1: then once the bike is back together, you get on and ride the bike, and that's yeah. a whole different whole genre, totally different genre.
2: Interesting, great. Right. I mean, that's where it seems like the rubber meets the road. It's right. Like, okay. Now we've we've sort of fixed the bike. I don't know if I ever think we could be fixed, but you know, we've gotten to the the bike to the point where it's it's workable, it's rideable, we can pedal, we it, can move forward. Yes. And then it's like, oh well, what now? That's where do right. we want to go? And That's you know, it. Talking about right the desire as part of what we were going to talk about today, right? It's like, where do I want to go? And what what's driving me? And how do I even know that? And I work with so many, many of my clients who, when we really get in there, and I'm like, okay, well, what do you want? Let's let's start with what do you want? What are your goals? Um, you know, not just the concrete goals of this is how much money I want to have, or this is the house I want to have. But like, what, what are your heart goals? You know, what's important to you? How do you want to live? What do you want to experience before you die? I think that's that sense of potential and possibility while, while also recognizing, I think, you know, when you said, okay, we could talk about desire and I was like, I don't know if I could talk about desire without talking about pain, (laughs) because it's just all there, right. As one, one package.
1: Well, sure. I mean, when you pick the topic from pain to desire to your soul's true journey, I mean, pain yeah. is the I need to be fixed modality and desire is, okay, I want to lean into creation. I want to lean into um, fulfilling my dreams or whatnot. I mean, you, yeah. you you pretty much hit that right on the head. And, yeah. um, um, you know... The human persona, from my perspective, is is such an untapped potential um, mm-hmm. that I think we're um, approaching a whole new metric, if you will, of measurement. Because regardless of what you think about him, there's a man walking around on the planet that intends to colonize Mars. Mm-hmm. And he's also making electric cars. He built the world's biggest battery factory. He has a boring company. He does mm-hmm. artificial intelligence. And if we just take those numbers in a real rough way, that means the rest of us are achieving like 0.1 percent of our potential. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, so when it comes to riding the bike, it's it's like, um, I think once you've uh, for myself, like uh, when I when I was a t- TV engineer for decades, my heart's like, write a book. I'm like, what the hell? Write a book. Mm-hmm. And when you start to actually honor that uh, soul's intention for your life, if you will, yeah. and you've tasted the fruit of yeah. completing a few cycles, then you want to pedal hard. You want to lean into it kind of.
2: Yeah. And something you said, though, about like, you know, pain being the window of fixing, like, for me, pain is present, even as I'm looking through the lens of desire, or, like, I don't know, I'd be curious for you, I haven't been able to get rid of pain. And I haven't always, at this point, I don't feel like I need to fix pain. But I do feel like it's it, you know, even today I was working with a client around hopelessness and I was like, okay, you know, sometimes we look at what's the desire where you feel hopeless. And sometimes I'm, just, I have that sense of like, you know what, let's go and let's go and welcome the hopelessness sure. because yes. it's not something to just try to get around or, you know, it's a part of us that, that needs attention too. So I find that there's as much value in Going into and exploring the pain as going into exploring the desire, without the context of something needs to be fixed or different, or one of these is good and the other is bad, or one of these is light and the other is dark. You know, it's more like I'm starting in these days in my own practice to just really get curious. What is this actually? Where is it leading me? What does it want from me?
1: Indeed. Well, the the notion of bypassing it to leapfrog mm-hmm. over the pain is yeah. it, it, it you, you can't have a stable foundation yeah if you if you're if you're not willing to be present in in the pain of your past um yeah i i mean we've all um presumably have had immense pain um, mm-hmm. and some of it in a very blunt and brutal way, but um, you know you talk about the soul's true journey mm-hmm. um, a calm sea never made a skilled sailor, and if we think
0: ah, if like we that.
1: think about a soul coming into a human paradigm a yep. human dynamic. Yep. It's going to be the the old souls that are looking for the deeper understanding mm-hmm. of the human yeah. p- potential, both uh, light and shadow. Yep. Um, and boy, howdy, on this planet we have learned to go into the darkness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah.
1: So true. so I, I like how you're you you don't want to bypass that pain mm-hmm. and and um what are some of the changes in you as you give yourself the permission or the vulnerability mm. to to stop avoiding something you know and this this seems kind of like timely cuz people are stuck at home and they might not yeah. they might be pushing down these emotions and yeah. these feelings and now they're stuck in a house and the phone doesn't ring and there's nobody to chew the fat with at the company watering hole. Yeah. And so it's coming up within their persona. What, um, what would you describe as the advantages of, of stopping and instead of smelling the roses, It's opposite of smelling the roses, stopping and feeling the the pain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: I mean, well, what I find is, um, and I even found this recently with my own partner, who we don't live together. So uh, we haven't seen each other very much. and and in this time of shelter in place. And I found the other day that as we were connecting, I was kind of hovering on top of myself, and I was still in that mode of like, this is survival time. I've got to get things done. And you know we were connecting, and it was lovely, but it was also a little bit a little more empty. And as soon as I had this moment where I let myself feel the vulnerability of, oh, my God, I don't actually know if I can let go right now. I'm not sure that that's safe, and I don't know if I'll be able to pull it all together and get everything done that I need to get done. And as soon as I actually let myself feel my heart in that moment, we connected in a, in a very different way, you know, a right. much deeper, more full um more loving way and I think you're right I think a lot of people think many of us hover on top of what's going on in there because of this fear of if I open that up it's never going to end and often what I see is that we open it up and you know I can't remember who said this but emotions are energy in motion right it's like we open it up and something moves and then there's a new moment. We open it up and tears come out and then suddenly I'm laughing or feeling joy or maybe, you know, sometimes it's not always that simple of going from sadness to joy. Sometimes it's more going from grief to um, a peaceful feeling or a sense of longing or just a sense of being connected or being understood. There's so much that gets to happen when we are really acknowledging what's going on and willing to share that with someone else rather than trying to hide it or be alone in it or pretend that we've got it all together.
1: I like that. You know, well, the I think you come out the other side a different person.
0: Yeah. And yeah. so
1: when you go back to being intimate with somebody, there's new blood there. There's new chemistry there because.
0: Yeah.
2: There is. And it's like new, it's almost like a technicolor, <laughs> a technicolor dream code, right? Or technicolor experience rather than like kind of more black and white or two dimensional. It becomes multi-dimensional. And I don't know for you, it's hard for me to describe in words the difference, but there's this, this sense of being accepted for who I am. And so therefore there's not anything I'm trying to prove or defend or, there's no masks or facades, and so then I can actually feel myself being loved for who I am. Like The love actually gets in because it's actually coming to me rather than a persona I'm attempting to hold out in front of myself. Oh, nice. Right? But if that gets loved, it's I still can't feel it. It's still kind of empty. Sure. Whereas if I'm showing myself fully and someone's willing to stay, I think that's the hard part, is it? Is is the the capacity or the willingness to stay with each other? Yeah. In those vulnerable places, I think where most of us are not trained to do that.
1: Well, I I think guys get tripped up a lot Mm -hmm. because they have the inclination that when their their spouse um, shares vulnerability, that it's their job to fix it. To fix it. It's their job to, but to just hold space. To just yeah. listen, just create a um, an uh, atmosphere of acceptance that no matter what the hell comes out of her mouth, yeah, that it's not yours to fix. You're not there to fix it. It's not your responsibility to fix it. And to yeah. a lot of guys, they they can't swallow that.
2: Right. It doesn't that, make you unmanly or wrong right. or weak or incapable. It, you know when you're when you can't fix it or when you're not fixing it, it actually makes you more human yeah. and available for connection.
1: Well, and and I think the trust goes up several clicks when yeah. when there's no um, subtle or profound consequence to for the woman to be vulnerable.
0: Mm-hmm. Here she
1: capitulates or, or discharges that vulnerable feeling, and for the guy to just not panic yeah i mean he can be losing it on the inside but that's all right just keep quiet i mean acknowledge and listen but
2: welcoming i mean i feel so grateful for my partner and his capacity to just welcome all of it whether i'm pissed off and you know feeling like what i can't stand even people i go i've been (laughs) opening up in some of my deeper places like i'm such a people-loving person and I think part of my shadow has been to integrate like the part of me that I saw in my family where there was a lot of disgust and a lot of hatred and a lot of you know just people aren't doing it right and what's their problem and and I always avoided that by being the peaceful loving one who made up for all the others right and now I think part of my my process is integrating that shadow and that darkness and so when my partner, you know, can hear me say some of that and knowing that I'm not taking myself so seriously, right? I'm not actually believing that this is my deepest truth,
0: right. but I'm
2: also acknowledging that those feelings are arising. And when my partner can just be like, yep, I can totally imagine how that would be, you know, yeah. something that you would feel. And neither one of us is getting stuck on it as this is the reality and, this is how you're going to be forever. And, Oh no, look what just happened to my partner. Now my partner turned into the devil. (laughs) But again, it's like, it's, it's not, um, it's, it's not a foundation that we are taught how to relate to each other in these really deep, deep ways, you know, where the shadow arises and the pain, right. In addition to this desire,
1: Right. Well, I think you can get stuck on either side of the spectrum. I mean, some mm-hmm. people are stuck in the pain. Yes. And so true. And they're they're extremely difficult to be around unless you are you're addicted to pain or you enjoy pain in some way. I don't I mean it well, you know, but no, but no, I,
0: I see that. But on the pos-
1: on the positive side, if you don't ever let yourself go vulnerable and you oh, just okay. have this smile plastered on your face. I mean, it's like a Stepford Wife uh, mime. Yeah. and It's almost
2: like there's a medicine for either side, right? Like yeah. Those who, who are usually in the desire and the happiness and the joy, people will often feel a lot more trusting and connected when those people, you know, go into some of that pain. Like my friends often when I go into some of those darker places are like, oh. I love this side of you. And I'm like, you do? Why? And they're like, well, because you're always so peaceful and so happy and so accepting. Like, it's just refreshing to know that you're not, you know, Pollyanna, right? right. And, then, and then for those people who are often in the dark and the the pain and just kind of swirling around in there, I, I often talk about with my clients how uh, the opposite side of the coin from complaints is desire. And so if there's complaining and look and I don't like this Then desire is a really powerful tool for, okay, you know, what do you want? How do you want it to be? Let's, let's feel into that.
1: Right. Well, I had a, for myself, I had a a very uh, powerful couple of years in my life and it was two ends of the spectrum. We're talking about pain and, and desire. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: my very, very dear friend, um, who I thought for sure I'd bet the farm we would end up working together in the future, yeah. he he got cancer. Wow. Well, he went all the way through cancer, and he wow. came out the other side.
0: Wow.
1: And I'm like, whew, cool, let's get to it. And um, I was talking to him about whatever, and he said, well, I'll I'll call you in a week or ten days or whatever and in that week or 10 days he had a complication he mm. died the, oh. fa- the family didn't have a funeral and they cremated him wow and the next time i heard he was gone and oh. and my heart um i can't describe it, it it's it's like a you're c- coming in the small end of the funnel mm. and you're headed yeah. to the expansion it's like this pain is so gigantic if if I lean forward, I'll just vaporize.
0: Mm.
1: Okay, and that's one side of it. And then last December, my only daughter got married. Uh-huh. And two months out, she's like, Dad, you need to pick a song that we can dance to. And uh-huh. so I get on the Internet and I Google love songs, and I start bawling my head <laughs> off. I'm just crying and crying and e- even at the wedding, we're standing outside the door, and the door's going to open, and I'm going to walk my daughter down the aisle. I'm bawling my head off, oh, and she's sitting there going, Dad, come on, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and the joy, it was that oh, same... Your heart is so
0: open. It was that
1: that same funnel thing where I felt like if I just lean into it, I'm going to melt, and I'm not going to be able to form words. It's going yeah. to... And so...
2: And maybe that's okay. That I think... I think people get to that vortex like you're talking about or that that funnel. Yeah. And it's like, but I don't know what I'm going to say, and I don't even know if I can say, and I don't even know if I can do. And then we're like, but, and that's not okay. Yeah. But what if that's actually just okay? What if, you know, there are parts of us that never get to be expressed if we get to that entry point and we stop ourselves.
1: Right. Well, I mean, if we, if we look at, at your dynamic, your platform, and and mm-hmm. you you coach people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when when people like what, what I what I really like about the title is the second part to your soul's true journey, mm-hmm. and so people I don't I mean I don't want to put words in your mouth, but people come to you and they're bumping up against something in in their own uh-huh. psyche they're they're bumping up against something, and i it's so easy for me to see a soul having this much grander idea of what's possible yeah. for somebody. Yeah. Where do you see people I mean, is there some real common things of of you know personal paradigms that that you see where people stop mm. leaning into that funnel? I mean that yeah. expansion.
2: Well, I think oh, the first thing that comes up when you say that is all the expectations
1: and all the
2: shoulds and all these um, identities or denominations of like this is what masculinity is, this right. is what femininity is, this is you know this is what we've been trained to be, this is what success looks like, this is what accomplishment looks like, this is what you know my mommy and daddy or mommy and mommy or whoever whoever raised me like this is what. This is what I received love, you know, if I acted this way. So I think one of the first things that we bump up against is uh, the sense of, and I I work with men a lot these days, and so, so there's often this sense of, I did it all right. Like I was doing all the things I was supposed to do, and I, you know, became all the ways I was supposed to be, and yet now I'm feeling empty or now my partner won't have sex with me or now um you know i can't seem to get myself uh it's not often men who come to me like i can't get myself out of bed in the morning it's more like i'm going along in my day but part of me feels dead inside right and so much of that comes back to us looking at desire like okay so who are you really you know you've you've been living if you're feeling dead inside there is a way or some part of you has been living a life you thought you were supposed to live somebody else's version of what life is supposed to look like and so let's figure out what's actually true for you
1: right a more authentic um definition of desire perhaps mhm mhm
2: right and looking at how you know there's so many ways to look at desire and i think desire has so many levels so on the surface we might want something where you know to look at these different layers of desire i think the personality or our psyche often has a desire and Yet, if we don't go deeper into the layers of why it's important or what matters to us about it, then I think we often don't really get desires met. So I think about couples where one partner might want the other one to surrender or one partner might want the other one to wear lingerie or something fun and playful. And if we don't understand that there's, you know, if I, if I don't understand my unique desire for, I want you to surrender to me, well, why do I want that? Oh, because when you surrender to me, somehow I start to feel like I can't do anything wrong. Someone else might feel like, well, when you surrender to me, then I get to feel powerful. Someone else, you know, we all have these different underlying motivations for that first level desire that we're aware of. So I think it's a really powerful doorway to go from personality to soul when we start to kind of go down the ladder of oh why this desire? Why is this important to me? What matters about this to me?
1: Right. Well, well very nice. The you know, I mentioned earlier about writing a book and how it was kind of out of my will house yeah. at the time. And I mean that was decades ago, and and my heart and soul feed me these little tangents. They seem like tangents, like yeah. I mean they
2: seem. I love what you. Said they seem like
1: tangents. And and for the longest time, I would just flat out ignore them. Yes. And and I learned that the more I say yes to that, um, w- what I'm getting at is today this day, this day yeah. right here, right now, yeah. if if I take a step I don't have to reach the finish line. If uh-huh. I take a step today to like if I sit down and write a chapter or or even a few pages in my yeah. book, my heart, my soul have a deep sense of satisfaction that my ego mm. cannot emulate. Yeah. And when I show up in a relationship feeling satisfied at such a deep level, I'm not empty and clinging. I'm not looking for somebody to fill the void yeah. in me. My cup is full. I love
2: that. And when because the can, yeah.
1: when the other side's cup is full, then there's not. It takes a a, a static. It takes a, yeah. a a dimension of pressure or whatever. Yeah. Out of the dynamic, and both can kind of lean into it and just cascade in waves of joy and ecstasy, that. if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of workshops that I used to teach for women where we had this model of kind of a healthy feminine, and desire came after trust. And we would often talk about, right, when we when we have desire that comes from an emptiness, or, you know, if if this thing if I don't have this thing, then something's not right. Right. Or if I don't trust, um, if I don't have a sense of trust in the world or people or, or, you know, my partner, which that's a whole nother topic we could go and do, but you know, <laughs> if I'm, if I'm desiring without trust, then it, it starts to shrink into this almost pruney, you know, kind of shriveled way, or like you said, like trying to fill a hole. Right. And that doesn't feel like the natural energy of desire is a kind of fullness, whether or not we get a thing. I remember talking to one of my coaches recently, and I was talking about how I've had this desire for family and for togetherness. And, you know, I was divorced years ago and I have a child, and, you know, I always had this thought like, oh, I'd, be with someone else and we would have more children you know we'd we'd have our children all together and and she was like look at how you're you're lighting up and you're feeling this lightness and brightness nothing has changed right like this thing hasn't happened yet right but even in the energy of wanting from a place of possibility I start to feel this lightness and this brightness and I think a lot of people um, there's a collapse and I used to do this too. I'm, I'm sure I still do. And my partner would probably say this, but you know, sometimes there's a collapse where it's like desire and a sense of impossibility arise at the same time. You know, I want yeah. it, but it's probably not going to happen or I want it, but you're not going to want it. So I'm not going to get it. And and when we can actually separate desire from all the fear or concern or sense of impossibility, then desire itself is. It's very light and bright and and full.
1: Right. uh, When you embody that, Mm -hmm. your your cup is full. Wow, I like that.
0: Yeah.
2: And I know that as a, I don't know if it's as a woman or as a human or with my my family history, I, I I pretty much learned to disappear my desires because there was a lot of a lot of chaos and a lot more people who were louder than me. And if they didn't get what they wanted, um, it was more painful than if I just disappeared my desires, you know, then at least I got some peace. So I also have this strange relationship with desire where, you know, I can be walking around and not know what I want and not even have a sense of, of wanting anything. And so it's taken me a while to really slow down and to, to even give myself some choices. Or now it's pretty clear for me what I want when I'm alone. But when I'm in a partnership or when I'm even with a friend, I start to try to figure out what everybody else wants to know what I want. So, you know, we, we, our psyches have done uh, a lot of twists and turns around desire based on how we were raised. So, again, you know, it's not always that simple.
1: Well, even with that, um, with the current um, work-at-home dynamic and Mm -hmm. everything's kind of turned on its head,
0: um,
1: To in the chaos, if you will, in the unknowingness, I I like how you say to not know what you want, to slow down and Mm -hmm. and not – because – I Not mean, have to know, yeah, that, that something happens when we put a label on something when we yeah. quantify it. It's like a whole bunch of possibilities start collapsing,
0: yeah
1: and and when you and sometimes perhaps our soul wants us to make a hard left turn uh-huh. Uh-huh. and and the only thing we can agree to is you know just drifting to the left a little zier. bit
0: yeah <laughs>
1: and to slow down to slow down and let a whole different dynamic come up and say, what if, yeah. what if, I mean, and, and that takes, I mean, the the first few times you bump up against that kind of an idea, it it takes some wherewithal to, to shelf the desire to go back to knowing this.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I love oftentimes when I work with people and they're afraid to bring Their desires to a partner, you know, in a romantic relationship, or they think they already need to know. And I I often say, well, what would it be like to sit there in the conversation and create a space for yourself, right? Create a little bit of time and be like, hold on a second. I just need to take a moment and I need to feel into this and think into this because I'm not sure. Or even when I work with men going on first dates. And you know, sometimes I've had men say like, "Well, she was just talking and talking and talking," and you know, I wasn't attracted. And I was like, "Well, of course we weren't attracted. Like there was no there was no space for spark to arise if that was what was happening." And I said, "Well, what had you not you know interrupt or or ask a different question?" And sometimes the answer is, "Well, I didn't I didn't really know what I wanted to ask." And I say, "Okay, but you did know that you wanted something to be different, so." where you can start in some of those moments is, hey, okay, you know, I'm appreciating what you're saying or whatever you want to say to not say, could you shut up,
0: you know? (laughs) But but more like,
2: oh, you know, there's something else I want to ask you. And hold on, I'm just, I'm finding my question. But, you know, what I really want to know is, and then, you know, to give time, right, to yourself to actually kind of claim that space or that time instead of thinking that, Someone else has to give it to you. I think that, that that is something with desire where it's like, all right, it's okay for me to have a desire even if someone else wants something different. But sometimes I have to step up and say so. It's not always just gonna be handed to me.
1: Right. Well and I think sometimes we go into that lull that that's slowing down because the time's not right and um how often do you see on social media, you know, uh, perseverance and performance, and get the, your to-do list done? Bam, bam, bam! Knock yeah. here. Yeah. And and if the time's not right, you're you're pushing spaghetti. You're just. I mean, it's not going to happen. And there's, I think there's real value in in the slowing down. To, yeah. like, I don't know how many times I've. Um, I've I've waited and I've waited and my ego sitting there going this is bullshit you know you're just this is delay a game we have to do something uh-huh.
0: and and
1: then some variable come along and turn the whole thing on its head and anything I would have been doing towards what I thought was the direction would have been lost mm-hmm. and and I started to appreciate listening to that um is now the time. I don't, I don't know how to say it, but just when you, um, there's information, there's wisdom, if you will, in the win of something. And, and if we just, it's so, uh, it's such a Western culture to push, 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 you know, the masculine, whatever. Um, but the, the flip side of that in the stillness, um, it it I think it allows uh, a much more diverse trajectory, if you will, new yeah. direction.
2: Yep, I love that. I think I think right, not needing to fill the space and knowing that sometimes it takes going through that stillness or that emptiness to find desire, rather than the constant hum. Like now that we are in this shelter and place that. I don't know, my nervous system, even though there's agitation of being, you know, scared or cooped up or whatever, but there's also a settling that's happening in the slowing down that is creating more space. I actually, you know, to be totally transparent, I haven't really gotten to desire from the space yet. I'm still trying to homeschool my kid and work and do all the things. So, you know, there are moments where... I get to slow down in other moments where I don't, but in the moments where I'm slowing down, I think it's hard for me to trust that desire will come, but I think it does, right? But yeah. sometimes we actually have to to make the, the emptiness or that space before it does.
1: Mm, right. I like that. That slowing down.
0: Well, speaking
1: of slowing down, time can fly when you're having fun. I want to make sure the audience knows about you and your services and and what services you offer and how to connect with you. Can you share with us that?
2: Yeah. Well, um, one of the best ways, I think, to see what I'm doing is to uh, listen to my TEDx talk that I did earlier this year. And you can find that at com slash TEDx. And, you know, from there, you'll also be able to see my website. And I have a podcast called Man Alive that's really, I think many genders listen to it, but it's geared toward men and giving men support and information around relationship and health and leadership and connection and intimacy and all of that. Um you can also find me on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash true success for men. So yeah, you know, any, any of those places, you can also email me Shana at Shana James and happy to answer any questions and talk more. You know, I, I, like I said to you at the beginning of this, I tend to work with people around relationships and dating and leadership But to me, that's just the doorway. You know, ultimately, I have a really deep spiritual practice. And I think I'm here to be on the journey of waking up with people and going deeper into our soul journey and, um, you know, not just staying on the surface
1: in this lifetime. Very well said. Well, Shana, I want to thank you for being our guest on the show tonight. I wish we had more time. It's been such Mm. a delight having this conversation with you.
2: Thank you. It's been fun for me, too. It's really sweet to feel you and who you are and the openness of your heart and, uh, yeah, that you're, you're bringing this to the world. So thank you.
1: We've been talking with Shana James, and the topic tonight has been from pain to desire to your soul's true journey. What a delightful conversation! I just I enjoyed that. That was that was spot on. Um, Shana has the the wherewithal to to look for the look in the deeper crevices, if you will, to, to look deeper in the human psyche, to go to the maybe not so common places, to to have a deeper understanding of, of our humanity and where we've come from and where we're going. Um, what a delightful conversation. It's if you've listened to the show much at all, we've we've spent so many episodes, hundreds of episodes, really delving into the human potential, the the human persona, if you will, and the power, and the possibilities that that are awaiting inside of us for us to fulfill them. It's it's going to be a human being that that envisions an idea of what our future can be and. And takes that vision and brings it into form, brings it into action, brings it forward with intent with with a sense of purpose and the more m- more of us wake up to that deeper calling, that deeper understanding, that deeper desire within each one of us so and I think this this pandemic is. Turning us all on our heads in, in really a beautiful way. I mean, certainly there's there's plenty of uh people that are wringing their hands with uh, quite a bit of anxiety towards the future, but there's also people that are that are reconnecting perhaps with with their own self, their own desire, the their life purpose, if you will, that vision their soul had before they were even born. Wow, what a delightful conversation. I want to thank you, the audience, for joining us tonight. It's my pleasure, it's my passion to bring episodes like this that that reflect our own potential, our own human potential, in a deeper, more meaningful way. And I want to thank Shana for doing just that in such a beautiful way. I created the New Human Living platform to help people connect with that higher wisdom, that higher calling within themselves. And this radio show, the books I write, pretty much every breath I take is is promoting the 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 more authentic, the more genuine um, outcome, the the more genuine. Um, narrative of of what will be on this planet. I think humanity is certainly poised for one of the greatest eras of transformation of our human condition that perhaps has ever existed. Um, Thank you again, the listeners. Um, It's always a pleasure. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Thanks for listening. Until next time.
0: This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.